Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 414. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know tis true. It satisfies my longing and nothing else can do. Him. 414.
If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is Christian Healing, and the readings will now be given by Gary. I will read from the Bible, Exodus. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Matthew. When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said to them that followed, Verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, Cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents, 
and harmless as doves. John, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Mark. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, and confirming the word with signs following. I shall now read correlative passages from prose works by Mary Baker Eddy. Christian Healing The primitive privilege of Christianity was to make men better, to cast out error and heal the sick. It was a proof more than a profession thereof a demonstration more than a doctrine. It was the foundation of right thinking and right acting and must be reestablished on its former basis. The stone which the builders rejected must again become the head of the corner. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. The signs referred to are the manifestations of the power of truth to cast out error and correcting error in thought. It produces the harmonious effect on the body. Them that believe signifies those who understand God's supremacy, the power of mind over matter. 
The new tongue is the spiritual meaning as opposed to the material. It is the language of soul instead of the senses. It translates matter into its original language, which is mind, and gives the spiritual instead of the material signification. It begins with motive instead of act, where Jesus formed his estimate. And there, correcting the motive, it corrects the act that results from the motive. The science of Christianity makes pure the fountain in order to purify the stream. It begins in mind to heal the body the same as it begins in motive to correct the act and through which to judge of it. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. This is an unqualified statement of the duty and ability of Christians to heal the sick and it contains no argument for a creed or doctrine. It implies no necessity beyond the understanding of God and obedience to his government that heals both mind and body. God, not a person to whom we should pray to heal the sick, but the life, love, and truth that destroy error and death. Understanding the truth regarding mind and body, knowing that mind can master sickness as well as sin, and carrying out this government over both and bringing out the results of this higher Christianity, we shall perceive the meaning of the context. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. We are in the midst of a revolution. Physics are yielding slowly to metaphysics. Mortal mind rebels at its own boundaries. Weary of matter, it would catch the meaning of spirit. The only immortal superstructure is built on truth. Her modest tower rises slowly, but it stands and is the miracle of the hour. Though it may seem to the age like the great pyramid of Egypt, a miracle in stone. What are the foundations of metaphysical healing? Mind, divine science, the truth of being that casts out error and thus heals the sick. Medicine will not arrive at the science of treating disease until disease is treated mentally and man is healed morally and physically. What has physiology, hygiene, or physics done for Christianity 
but to obscure the divine principle of healing and encourage faith in an opposite direction. Christian science explains to anyone's perfect satisfaction the so-called miracles recorded in the Bible. Metaphysical science teaches us there is no other life, substance, and intelligence but God. How much are you demonstrating of this statement? Which to you hath the most actual substance, wealth and fame, or truth and love? See to it, O Christian scientists, ye who have named the name of Christ with a higher meaning, that you abide by your statements and abound in love and truth. For unless you do this, you are not demonstrating the science of metaphysical healing. The immeasurable life and love will occupy your affections. Come nearer your hearts and into your homes when you touch but the hem of truth's garment. Heaven's signet is love. We need it to stamp our religions and to spiritualize thought, motive, and endeavor. Tireless being, patient of man's procrastination, affords him fresh opportunities every hour. But if science makes a more spiritual demand, bidding man go up higher, he is impatient, perhaps, or doubts the feasibility of the demand. But let us work more earnestly in his vineyard, and according to the model on the mount, bearing the cross meekly along the rugged way into the wilderness, up the steep ascent onto heaven making our words golden rays in the sunlight of our deeds. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Give us 
deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 386. When Jesus, our great master, came to teach us in his Father's name, in every act, in every thought, he lived the precepts which he taught. Hymn number 386. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Our website plainfieldcs.com has an impressive collection of the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, 
and listened to, and some other writings by Mrs. Eddy that you may not have known about, and also writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. So feel free to look through our website. There is never a charge. It's all free. Our goal is to share this teaching with all who will live it and use it to bless all mankind. <clears throat> and we have 16 more very active websites in a variety of languages so that people all around the world can hear the truths of pure Christian science in their own language. As you've probably been hearing, our monthly Bible studies are starting up again this Saturday, September 17th at 10 a.m. These are really interesting and lively sessions, and you can call in on the teleconference number to participate. There are questions and study aids posted on the church website, so check them out and join us this Saturday morning at 10 a.m. There will be a meeting of the members of this church on Thursday of next week. That's Thursday, September 22nd at 8 p.m. If you are a member and can't get here in person, you can call in on the church's teleconference number. You'll hear reports from each of the committees and there will be opportunities to express gratitude for all the good going on here. On that night, there will not be a 9 p.m. unity watch, only the 10 o'clock watch to leave plenty of time for the meeting. So be sure to join us next Thursday, the 22nd at 8 p.m. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss different aspects of the weekly lesson and other current topics and learn how to better understand and to live Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the roundtable, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to join us for both of these, the round table at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school isn't limited to those who live in and around Plainfield. Many of the students call in on a dedicated teleconference number from out of state. So if you have a child who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number and they can attend by phone too. We'll be very happy to welcome your children. We also have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting is now open tonight for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for our weekly discussion sessions, such as the recent roundtable titled, How Divine Is Your Viewpoint? We are constantly reminded here, in many ways, that how we view our world is reflected in our lives. And as Christian scientists, it is our duty to maintain a correct thought of ourselves and others in the world around us based on the facts we have given to us in Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy and the Bible. There were several articles given on this day, but the one that I was working with was titled, Our Practice Governed by Our Viewpoint, which is from Addresses and is written by Martha Wilcox. On page 255, she writes, quote, We should always, not sometimes, but always interpret man and the universe from the standpoint of divine science, not from the standpoint of material sense. End quote. Today, while I was out on an errand and waiting, I had been praying about how I was seeing a child who appeared to have some sort of mental problem. He had been quite disobedient with his father. His father was firm and patient, but the child was running around very defiantly and working up to a tantrum. But he was not at an age that you would accept the, expect this type of behavior. I mention this because the world now is trying to pin on these children so many false laws and expectations. And from my experience in working with special needs kids, when I first came and found uh, Christian Science at Plainfield Independent Church, I saw it work great um, healing in their lives and, and turning around misconceptions and expectations that they could not behave appropriately in the world. 
So I knew that this was a lie. And you could just see, you know, the world, the world in material medical and psychology saying, you need us, but what they need, the children need is God. I had been working already to see all that I was seeing based on the facts of science, affirming what God knows and what God created. At this time, I went back to my church work of proofing that I had brought with me to give them some privacy, but held firmly in my thought, only God's man was present and obedient. I was uh, proofing hymn number 139 from the Christian Science Hymnal, the part that says, quote, Who walks with love along the way shall talk with love and love obey. God's healing truth is free to all. Our Father answers every call. Tis he dispels the clouds of gray that all may walk with love today. End quote. As soon as I got to the part, love obey, the child completely stopped his behavior, became calm, and walked away normally with his father. I was so grateful to have that church work with me at that time, and it always brings a blessing. I am so grateful for our healing hymns, which are often used in watches, and this example of the power of God's word working that sometimes we don't always get to see when we're worth praying from our homes, and the blessing that I had of seeing through God's eyes. I am so grateful to be a member here, learning about our great God who rules the universe, and Mary Baker Eddy for her pure healing science of the Christ, and this church for its mission in giving us out to the world so all may have access to this healing science. Thank you. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi. Go ahead, please. Hi, everyone. I'm so thankful to be a part of this meeting. Thank you, Gary, for the readings on healing. Since discovering Plainfield Christian Science Church, I have had a number of healings. Tonight, I would like to share a healing that happened a few months ago. Back in February, when I brushed my hair, I started to notice a lot more hair on my breast than normal. Um, I didn't pay too much attention at first, but it started to get very scary and upsetting. My hair is long and dark, and I started finding it everywhere. I started losing handfuls daily. I tried to switch um, hair products and even tried to wash it less frequently, but nothing. I tried help. Um, after a few weeks, I got very concerned, and I spoke to my practitioner about it. She helped me with some things to work with and read. That Wednesday night, there were two testimonies of healings regarding teeth, and both testifiers worked with the Bible verse, um, rooted and grounded in love. I remember uh, Linda explained in her testimony that she didn't just say the words, but she felt what they meant. Um, and I started doing that, and... As hard as it was, I refused to focus on my hair, but instead um, started to just feel rooted and grounded in love. Uh, 
and I don't even know when it happened, but I gradually forgot about it. And I didn't even realize until recently that my hair is fine and I lose actually less than I ever did. Um, I am so grateful to be learning so much from all the different testimonies given each Wednesday night. And I'm so grateful to be learning Christian science. Um, I'm grateful to my practitioner and thank you to everyone at Plainfield for all you do. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you, Gary, for the beautiful and powerful readings tonight on Christian healing. Tonight, I also wanted to give my gratitude for last Sunday's roundtable on how divine is your viewpoint. The article, Divine Viewpoint, by Nellie Beardsley, which is featured on our carousel, has been a great inspiration to me, helping me to see that the good, the perfection of God's kingdom is always present, that it's always right here, right now, and that it is our individual viewpoint that determines the good that we see and experience. I'm learning that it's not something that we have to strive to change, but it's something that we must unveil through our spiritual understanding of what is true about God's kingdom and mankind. I'm so grateful for being taught here that spiritualized thought gives us our true viewpoint. Our environment is what we hold in our thinking and even with what we listen to. I love how this ties in so beautifully with the statements from this week's lesson on matter, where we're given Mrs. Eddy's definition of eyes and ears, which is found in the glossary on, in Science and Health. Quote, eyes, spiritual discernment, not material, but mental. Ears, not organs of the so-called corporeal senses, but spiritual understanding. And also lesson, lulled by stupefying illusions, the world is asleep in the cradle of infancy, dreaming away the hours. Material sense does not unfold the facts of existence, but spiritual sense lifts human consciousness into eternal truth. So this clearly tells me that with spiritual discernment, and spiritual understanding, we gain our true view of what really is and not the illusion of what appears to be. I'm just so grateful for the clear instruction to not be lulled by the illusion of what seems to be going on in the world, but to lift my thought and to spiritually discern what is true about God and his creation. And that is what gives us our divine viewpoint our correct vision of what is really going on. I'm so very grateful for the teachings we receive in this church and deeply grateful to my practitioner whose strong support and teachings are helping me to gain a better understanding of this science and how to apply it with what we are taught, not only for ourselves, but for all mankind. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you. Luba from Ohio. Go ahead, please. Thank you so much for, for the reading this evening. 
I'm grateful for all I have been learning since coming to Plainfield. It is amazing all that is provided here for the entire world. What a blessing this is for all. Recently, the thought came to me about Jesus' parable about putting new wine into old vessels. Also, Romans 12.2, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I know I must stay vigilant on what I'm thinking. I must empty my mind of old thinking and fill it with the new. Standing at the door of thought and watching my thinking throughout the day. I'm so grateful, so very grateful to Mrs. Eddy for bringing us Christian science and for her dedication and perseverance. Also, much gratitude to my dedicated, loving practitioner, especially for a recent healing of a sore throat. I'm so very grateful for that. Thank you so much for all. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Gary. Well, I was remembering recently, uh, a couple of years ago, I was preparing to go on a trip to be with a group of friends. And uh, just before the trip, I got a severe sore throat. And I was thinking, darn, <laughs> this could ruin the trip. Well, I got help from a Christian science practitioner in this church. And one of the things I was told was that Perhaps this was preparing me for the trip. I had to think about that for a minute. But I took it to mean that this was forcing me on my knees before God and that I should stay there. So I took it that way and I... Uh, was able to sleep that night, and the next day the sore throat was completely healed. And I was able to make that trip without any difficulty whatsoever. But that was not the only blessing from this experience. Uh, during there with the friends, I keep remembering to keep on my knees before God. And it was a very pleasant and productive experience for us all. And when the trip was over, well, my wife and I had a very long drive to get home, and it's not one that I relish. It's usually about five and a half to six hours of driving, and often has heavy traffic for much of the trip. However, that time was totally different. I, it was the most pleasant drive I've ever had from that place. First, it was about five hours of driving. And throughout the entire trip, I could feel God's presence clearing the way for me. I mean, slow drivers in front of me were moving out of the way quickly. Heavy traffic in certain spots cleared up in moments. It was, it was so evident that God was clearing the way. I mean, it was remarkable. And when I got home, I actually felt refreshed from the drive, not worn out like I had usually in the past. So I'm very grateful for this lesson, for this trip, for this healing, and for the help that I received from the practitioner at the time. 
I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for giving us this science, which is the ultimate science, as Albert Einstein calls it, and which always works when we practice it faithfully and correctly. I'm so grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Jeremy. My gratitude tonight is for how Christian Science, this church, and practitioner support have taught me that I can put all my trust in God always. Learning to patiently do this has helped me overcome many obstacles during my time here. Just tonight, right before the service, three of the computers we use here at the church were having issues joining the teleconference. Because I have proven to myself that Christian Science works, and I've learned to handle fear in these circumstances, I knew that God would guide me through fixing the issues and getting us ready to broadcast, especially since this is his church and his broadcast. As always, God was right there, and the issue was fixed, and we were ready at the normal time. I am so grateful for this and grateful for all I am learning here and for its very practical uses in daily life. Thank you. And, and now I have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. I would like to express my huge gratitude for Christian science. Every day as I learn more, I experience yet more miraculous things unfolding. Although, as we are told, they are not miraculous or supernatural at all, but are completely natural. I am grateful for about a billion amazing things that have happened recently as a result of living in and studying Christian science. Far too many to mention all of them, but I will briefly describe three demonstrations here. I've recently been reading the article Wonderful Things Are Happening by Dorothy Rieke. I've listened to the recording many times, but I found the article on the Plainfield website and reading it has been a very different experience. No doubt this has just come at exactly the right time for me. In the article is the story of a woman who found herself suddenly in pain, losing consciousness. All she could say was God over and over. This story has come to mind several times when I have fallen or hurt myself, and I could not think of anything longer or more complicated to say than just God. And after a few moments, I've bounced back absolutely fine. Last week, I was sitting at my desk and my heart started jumping around very weirdly. I knew there was nothing to fear, so I calmly turned away from my desk and I felt myself literally reaching upwards to know what I needed to say. What came to me were the three simple words, Father, Mother, God. I said them calmly over and over feeling absolute reassurance. After a moment or two, I felt completely fine. I was so grateful for this instant healing. Secondly, at a recent round table, the story of George Muller was shared and I have really enjoyed watching the films about him on YouTube. Wanting to trust God completely, he sold his home and possessions and then went on to open children's homes and saved thousands of street orphans, all funded and built through the power of prayer. Thank you to the round table for this inspiring suggestion. 
It has pushed me to lean on God more and more. The other day, I was asked to do something that I was concerned might cause a conflict or some sort of issue. I asked for some time to think it over and I asked God what he wanted me to do. This morning, after reading my lesson, I randomly picked up a pamphlet on the side and I began reading an article. The article advised me very clearly not to pander to even the slightest suggestion of division. I knew that this was my answer and I texted the person who had invited me to go and I said that I would love to. She gave me some more details of the event and I knew I had made the right decision. It sounds like it's going to be fantastic. I'm so grateful for this clear message and direction and I'm trying to make asking God for guidance like this my normal go-to action. And lastly, just very quickly, Recently, I decided I no longer wanted to have my phone with me in my bedroom at night, but I have no other alarm clock. I got the strong feeling that I didn't need to worry about this. Sure enough, since then, I have woken every morning at exactly the time I needed to be awake. Different times, and each one absolutely spot on. Whether I have actually got up at the right time is another matter. But I have to say, being woken up by the divine mind is an awfully good incentive to get up and get moving. Thank you so much to all of you at Plainfield for the website, the services, the roundtables and for so very much more. And thank you to Mrs Eddie who went through so much to bring us the gift of Christian science. What a wonderful, joyous, exciting way to live. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. I wanted to offer my sincere thanks to my Plainfield practitioner. This is a long overdue testimony here of the power of Christian science, not only protecting from the world belief of virus, but also from any vaccine reaction. To when quite a child, I was given a pharmaceutical drug that caused a near-fatal reaction. In those moments, I just said, Dear Heavenly Father, please save me. And he did save me. It was decades later that I was brought to Christian science and how I loved Mrs Eddy's textbook, Science and Health, right from the very first pages I read. I'm forever grateful to Mary Baker Eddy and to the man of God who gave me that copy of Science and Health and taught me how to apply pure Christian science. By the time I came to Plainfield Independent, I could competently work to nullify disease, but I was still very afraid of pharmaceutical drugs and the medical industry. Like many in our world, I was totally shocked to see mandates coming into place which would force me to take medication against my will. This was a very difficult one for me to work through and I am so very grateful for my holy Plainfield practitioner who had the answer. She told me to treat both the virus and the vaccine in the same category because they were both matter and therefore both powerless. What a light of thought. 
She also reminded me of Mrs. Eddy's scientific statement of being to work with and then humorously went on to say, quote, They can jab away, but it can't in any way affect you, for you are the temple of the living God. March in there with a song in your heart. Bless everyone you meet with Christly love. Radiate the love of God. God's omnipotence works every time. End quote. So just as the mandates were ending, I realised I had made my demonstration sufficiently over the nameless nothing. The pressure to be vaccinated so I could continue working was at its height. And my practitioner reminded me of Mrs Eddy's quote, Whatever is your duty to do, you can do without harm to yourself. End quote. So I went on to do my duty and be vaccinated. I didn't listen to the list of symptoms I was told I would suffer as I went through both mandated vaccinations. I studied with Plainfield Independent in our beautiful 24-7 reading room whenever I felt a false sense of vaccine reaction. I came through the whole process without any sickness or issue at all, just at a time when the mandates were lifted. And I do testify that we have had not even a sniffle of virus of any kind, nor any kind of vaccine reaction in our household, because pure Christian science, as taught here at this church, comes with holy power. My everlasting thanks to my beautiful holy practitioner at this church, and my loving thanks to all our practitioners and teachers at Plainfoot Independent. Thank you for your selfless teaching. Thank you for your love of your fellow man. Thank you for your love of God and your commitment to pure Christian science, bringing the Christ healing to us all. Thank you all so much and so much love to you. Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Gary, for the instructive readings. Uh, that article is very, very, very good. I'm very grateful for all that I've learned from it. I have a testimony from North Carolina. It says, this afternoon I texted my practitioner because I was struggling with headache and nausea. Early this morning, when I was supposed to leave on a special excursion I had been looking forward to, instead I made a decision to hold on to the same joy I felt about my plans and spend the day with God. All day I worked with three ideas that have helped me at other times when praying about the same occurrence. One, find a joy this opportunity to learn more about my relationship with God. Second, stay in gratitude no matter what. Three, demand the blessing from the seemingly unpleasant experience, the blessing always being a renewed understanding of our unshakable oneness in God. I did that all day. Looking back on everything I have learned over the years, when praying about this issue, 
and recognizing all the ways in which this has helped me grow in my practice of Christian science. But my mid, by mid-afternoon, I felt like I needed some support, so I texted. And in return, my practitioner sent some powerful reminders as well as an assignment. Was there a short testimony I could write that would be a blessing to others? Well, I knew that, I knew what she was doing, getting me to go to gratitude, but writing anything seemed a pretty huge task. So at first, I lay there and prayed to know that, what should I write? Until I finally remembered that I wouldn't be writing anything. I would just be taking dictation. That's when I began thinking about an idea my practitioner shared that has helped, really helped me over the past six months, that I possess the Christ consciousness. Since grasping that idea, when one of these sick headaches has clamored for its reality, I have taken a stand and claimed my Christ consciousness. Often the inkling of a headache has just vanished when I have been steadfast in that claim. Well then, the thought came, why wasn't that working today? But it was. I could see progress, came the reply. Then why did I feel too unwell to try writing a testimony? That's when another question came. What is the Christ consciousness? Mrs. Eddy tells us that the Christ is the divine manifestation of God which comes to the flesh to destroy incarnate error. I thought about how Jesus was never impressed with how dire a situation seemed or how long it seemed to have gone on. That was the Christ consciousness. And it sure destroyed and continues to destroy a lot of incarnate error. While praying with this idea, while drifting in and out of sleep, I, it occurred to me that as long as I believe that I have had a history of this six headache, then I'm not fully claiming my Christ consciousness. The Christ consciousness replaces the lying human story with the truth of who we all already are. With that, I got up and began to take dictation for this testimony. Thank you to my practitioner for her steadfast support in never wavering from reminding all of us of our oneness with God to Plainfield for teaching us all how to practice Christian science and for the testimony meetings and roundtables where I never fail to hear something that is revolutionary, life-changing, and also practical. And of course... Thank you, God, for dictating this testimony. So grateful to be here tonight. I thank God for all that he sent to Mary Baker Eddy to give to the world, the saving grace of from it all when we do obey and practice as we go along. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Lenny from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Um, the readings tonight uh, were tremendous, and one of the things that jumped out at me was 
how um, it points out the importance of motive when it comes to healing work. And of course, Mrs. Eddy, you know, felt motive was so important that she had a rule for motives and acts. Um, a number of years ago, um, I had an experience that really brought home uh, the le- a lesson on motive to me. I was uh, doing a, a large project for one of my key clients. And this project involved a number of my clients' clients. Um, so there was a lot of moving parts, um, a, lot of, a lot of different um, individual companies involved. And things have been going pretty well right up until the end where um, a mistake was made that um, I had sent something out incorrectly. And the mistake was due to actually the fault of um, one of the clients giving me um, a wrong name or a wrong email to send stuff to. So um, this particular um, person got quite irate and um, kind of sent me a, a little nasty gram email. And, and so I responded with an email that um, pointed out, you know, kind of everything that had come before and, you know, why this mistake had been made. And, you know, I just kind of shot that out there and thought it was everything was, was taken care of. Well, the situation actually kind of blew up right after that, and this person got very, um, very upset and reached out to my my client, saying, "You know, I don't understand why you're working with this with this person and with her company, and et cetera, et cetera." And I remember at the time I was just I was kind of astonished that that this had happened, and I I sat down to pray about it. And I was like, "Well, okay, Father, what's what's going on here?" And I. And the thought came to me, well, reread the email that you sent. And so I did. And I realized that when I sent that email off, there was this, the motive in my heart, even though my email was technically professional, it was kind of, um, there was a nastiness there. Uh, I remember thinking this guy was kind of a jerk and how dare he, you know, come after me when it was his mistake and and so I realized that as I was writing that email out, there wasn't any love in my heart. There wasn't any real, you know, trying to, you know, just rectify the situation. It was just, you know, me kind of uh, covering my own butt there and, and just trying to, you know, kind of cast the blame off on this person. Um, and the more I, the more I was thinking about it, the more I just realized that, yeah, my motive was was absolutely not correct, and there wasn't. It, it, it wasn't the right motive behind it. Um, and so I, I really, I was praying with that and just, you know, asking God for forgiveness because I, I, I saw where my fault was there. Well, as it turned out, uh, my main client called me back and I was pretty nervous at the time, but I just kept working with that idea that, okay, well, you've uncovered this motive. You have, you know, repented for this bad motive. And from going forward, you know, you're going to rectify this and take whatever comes with, with love in your heart and, and gratitude for this lesson. And sure enough, when uh, my client called me, he reassured me. He said, you know, don't worry about it. This, uh, you know, I've already talked to this guy. I've, I've talked him off the ledge. You know, we talked through what happened and just kind of everything that was going on. And um, long story short, uh, the situation was, was put to bed very nicely um, with no repercussions for me or my company. And we have since done the same project for this client um, a couple different times in subsequent years. So um, I was really grateful for that lesson, and I was grateful to have that uncovered in my thought because now everything that I do, whether it's at work or 
you know, just however I'm, you know, dealing with people, I, I try to really keep in mind, okay, what is, what is my motive and how am I approaching this? And then, you know, is, is it the motive to, to love and to bless and to, and to do God's will? Or, you know, is there something selfish and wrong behind it? So very grateful for that. And, you know, grateful for these readings tonight that just um, were so tremendous about healing and also want to just express my gratitude for this church, for these practitioners and the clear, strong, loving support of everybody. And like everybody said with, um, with the roundtable last week, too, was also excellent and uh, has really touched me. So a lot to be grateful for. And I just wanted to express that um, to everyone tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Sharon. <laughs> In the Bible, it says, with God, all things are possible. And I had proof of this many years ago. I worked in a machine, the office of a machine shop, and I would have to go into the shop uh, to the back of the building to get supplies and things. And one day when I went I, back to my office, I noticed I lost the star sapphire out of my ring. I went into the shop, but there were millions of metal chips from the machining of seal rollers, and it was like a needle in a haystack. So I went to my office and I called practitioner and I asked for help. And she said, nothing is lost in divine mind. God will show you. Well, <clears throat> I was very new and this was something that I had never realized could be taken care of. But the next time I went into the shop to go to the back of the building, and I came back to go into my office, there it was, as clear as day. I had looked there before, but after getting practitioner help, there was the, the stone. It was found. I just thank God for that, and I never forgot that. Nothing is impossible to God, and we just have to trust him, know the truth, and be obedient to what is told to us and what we're learning. I am so grateful for practitioner help, for being a member of this church, for Mrs. Eddy, and for the wonderful readings tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. I have a few things to read tonight. Uh, first, South Dakota. Thank you to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent for your dedicated work by all including by all including practitioners, website support, lesson writers, musicians, plus roundtable presentations and participants. This week's lesson on the topic of matter is very strong and very important and much appreciated. I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for her lifetime dedication to healing and for her solid, simple, strong expressions of truth, her simple, deep, convincing protestations of divine metaphysics captured in her writings and in her healing work, establishing the foundation for growth. Thanks to all for your emphasis on science, the Christ, and the Comforter. You and your work are a beacon whose light is so important. Thank you to all. And Virginia, many thanks for all the treasures given 
on the Sunday's Roundtable. Thank you also for the Tuesday, August 23rd watch, which included the words, quote, God gives more blessings than one has sought, and, end quote, and he delivers his message of love and healing as he alone knows best. Last week, my husband and I went to dinner with another couple to a casual but very nice seafood restaurant. At the end of the lovely meal, we waited a long time for the check. When asking someone if they knew where our waitress was, they said, oh, she had a fall. Then as we left, we passed by our waitress, speaking with her employees. I noticed evidence of her fall, and I approached, meaning to say a comforting word. But as I came close, we reached out to each other and hugged. It was the warmest, loving hug I've ever experienced. No word was spoken, and we parted with a cheerful and happy goodbye. As we left the restaurant, my husband's asked, asked, my husband's friend asked, did you know her before? I simply said no, but I felt so full with love, love that encompassed the whole atmosphere and everyone in it. I'm very grateful for the teaching in this church to be alert and to see God everywhere and to feel his blessing. And then this is a note from Washington State. Dear Plainfield Church, I enjoyed the roundtable so much. I listened to it three times. I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm truly growing in science more than all the years I studied. I knew of Plainfield of only two years of study, and I am working on demonstrating this truth, learning to love more, speak less, listen more, and watch. So grateful for the watching points by Carpenter and all the other gems that Plainfield has opened up to the world. God bless you all. And then another just a little thank you note to all members and I'm grateful for all the good things you bring to my life and to the world. And then a letter from Vermont. Hello, dear friends. Thank you all, every one of you far and wide who work to make this church what it is and what a gift it is to a waiting world. To say that being a member of the Plainfield Church has been life-altering would be an understatement. Every part of my life has been improved and in ways better than I could ever have imagined. More importantly, however, from what I have been taught here is the importance of reaching out and helping others and sharing Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science, made beautifully accessible through the wonderful website and periodicals. This is proven to be the most profound blessing of all. In close, please find our monthly contribution to Plainfield's worldwide outreach. Sending all our love to you with warmest regards. So grateful also to be here tonight to hear those wonderful readings from the chapter and prose works entitled Christian Healing, which have so many powerful statements that were read tonight. One that I particularly loved in the beginning. The primitive privilege of Christianity was to make men better to cast out error and heal the sick. It was proof more than a profession, a demonstration more than a doctrine. It was the foundation of right thinking and right acting 
and must be reestablished on its former basis. The stone which the builders rejected must again become the head of the corner. Wow. This is the purpose of our church, to bring that privilege of primitive Christianity, where it was the works that inspired, not just the words and the doctrine, but the living of it. Thank God for this independent church. <clears throat> Thank God for all of you who are proving daily it is the works that matter. Thank God for this meeting tonight. I'm so grateful to be with you all. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 371. We lift our hearts in praise, O God of life to thee, and would reflect in all our ways thy purity. Thy thoughts our lives enfold and free us from all fear. All strife is stilled, all grief consoled, for thou art here. Hymn number 371.